Hey fellow geeks and collectors, JD here. Just wanted to say a massive shout out and thanks before this final episode of season three to everyone who's been following the podcast. It's been awesome bringing you these first three seasons and there are definitely more episodes to come but I just wanted to also hold myself accountable and say that I know that there have been a couple of gaps in between episodes uh, especially this season Uh, some big life events have, have gone on since I started publishing the podcast and the most recent one being purchasing a property which I'm very excited about and means the Batcave is obviously going to be moving to a new location which I'm also really excited about uh, setting that up but uh, for all your support I just wanted to say a massive massive thank you Uh, I I see you know the followers keep growing on the different platforms and that means a lot to know that people are finding the podcast and uh, other collectors and and pop culture fans are, are stopping by for a listen so Hopefully you'll keep coming back and I'm committed to all 16 episodes of season four coming out from September on a weekly basis up to the end of the year. And that's my commitment to you because you guys are awesome and you deserve that. So thank you once again. And without any further ado, let me get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, JD, the Collector of Collectors. And today's a bit of a different episode. As most people know, I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. And being the Collector of Collectors, I thought I'd dust a few collectors off the shelf, take them down, and insert them back into an episode. So today I actually have three different collectors on with me. And I'm doing a bit of a a group discussion. I wanted to do almost like a an Ask Collectors Anything kind of uh, program and just a bit of a group chat, which I thought would be really cool to really connect with these people again. So with that, I'd like to introduce the guests that I have on the show today, and I'm going to do them in order of their appearances on the show. So first, from Season 2, Episode 2, we have KC, who's a Star Wars collector. KC, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. And next we have Cayman or Cam from season two, episode seven, a Toy Story collector. Cam, thanks Thank for being you. on the show again. Thank you very much for having me back. Very excited to be here. And last but not least, and most importantly, season three, episode one guest, <laughs> the vinyl, vinyl figure collector, Marisol. Hi, thanks so much for having me back, JP. <laughs> trying to answer through your laughter (laughs) (laughs) oh whatever i mean i'm sure your audience knows how much you just enjoy having me on the podcast so much so really i love having you that's why i invited you back um so we've got all three of you i you know i've gone back and i've listened to the episodes again with all of you and i i tend to obviously i i have the interviews i listen back when i'm editing the podcast and then going back and listening to them again uh, casey and cam were on last year. Marisol, it's been a few months since you were on, on the podcast. So listening back to those conversations and sort of reliving those fun moments was so good. It reminded me about how much fun I have with every one of you chatting and and how how cool those those conversations were. But I wanted to sort of just revisit some things from those episodes. So I've got I've got a bit of a list here uh, and I'll start with KC. 
first off, we, we were mentioning you, obviously you've moved back to, to Mississippi recently. When we were speaking, you were in the process of doing that. You were still in Atlanta. Are you close to a Target store at all? <laughs> yes. And I am actually close to one of the Target stores that has the Disney section in it. So I get really amazing Star Wars toys now, all the Disney toys. It's it's amazing. I we, I didn't have this in Georgia where I was. So it was really nice to be back home with my Disney store within the Target. And uh, there's another one about 30 minutes away. So if I can't find something at my home Target, I've got a backup. So not the plethora of Targets I used to have, but I do have two. <laughs> Are you still being stalked by Target carts at all? <laughs> just a little bit i do miss the carts i i miss living in the building where i just walk out and there's just a pile of target carts right outside of my door i miss those days but <laughs> when i get whenever i travel up to memphis to go toy hunting i do i do see a lot more up there <laughs> and marisol actually mentioned when she was on the podcast um she was familiar with with the you know because she's lived in atlanta at one point she was actually very familiar with how many Target stores there were. I listened to the Funkaholics podcast, and you mentioned this on there a couple of times, Marisol, about how your Target tends not to stock a lot of things. Um, I, I think you have a lot of issues with, with stocking there. Is that correct? So, yeah. So for some reason in Florida, uh, first of all, we get things very late for whatever reason it feels like. Like if it's a Target exclusive, it doesn't hit the shelf until like two or three weeks after I see everyone else like posting their stuff. And all the targets here where I live are far away from each other now. They're all like 40 minutes away from each other, where when I lived in Atlanta, I literally had like eight targets I could go to <laughs> when I was looking for something. So it's like the one thing I miss about Atlanta because I had started my collecting when I lived there. And it was like just being like a kid in a toy store. Right? I was like, oh, they don't have it at this target. I'll go to the other six. Great. You know, <laughs> but here it's either it doesn't come out on the shelf until like very late after the release or the other issue I have here is that stuff never goes on sale here for some reason in my yeah, market. Imagine, like I'll I see, heard you say that. Yeah, I'll see other people post like these amazing deals are getting on stuff and like markdowns just don't happen in my target, which is really frustrating, which I guess is good for them because I guess it means it sells, but like they'll leave it full price forever. Like they do not care. So yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big fan of my target right now. <laughs> I miss my Atlanta targets. <laughs> what's, what's the best store for you to go to there? Like what's, what's the one you would normally hit instead of a target? I mean, honestly, it's like either like, you know, the big box stores, like it's target Walmart, but like these days, honestly, like post pandemic, like I, I could get almost anything online. Or I'm lucky enough to have somebody who who reaches out and says like, "Hey, they have it by me. I'll just send it to you, and I'll like I'll pay them for that and shipping, and they'll send it over to me." So, um, yeah, these days a lot of my stuff is really done online or with other collectors. And Cam, what about you? Are you Iowa? Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, Ohio, just Ohio, in Ohio. Uh, what's it like? What's the target situation there? It's funny. We were actually just at Target today. There's a couple new Toy Story items that I've been on the hunt for for a while with the, all the new Disney 100 stuff coming out, celebrating 100 years of, of the Walt Disney Company. So we were actually just at our Target today, and our local Target has the same thing, where it has the sort of Disney store within the Target, which is just absolutely fantastic. I love that addition with Disney stores being gone. Uh, but ours is decently okay with 
stocking items when it comes to like the Funko Pop wall though at our Target that's always a complete disaster I always hate walking over there because it's always a mess there's stuff everywhere you can I always hate just like <laughs> looking through there and trying to shop through there because you can never find anything you're looking for so my my Target is not terrible when it comes to stocking new items it's just very disorganized so good luck trying to find what you're looking for um, but typically you know I, I sometimes will go in and, and ask the employees to help and they're usually pretty good about checking the back and stuff like that if there's like a specific toy or something that I am looking for and uh, speaking of toys, actually, came and I do have a question listed. Has the name stuck from our episode? Is the room now Cam's Toy Barn still? I, it is. Yeah, that that's how I've referred to it. You know, when people come over, it's, I still have to get like the sign made for the front of the room. I have a buzz sign on it right now. It says to infinity and beyond, but I still need to get the Cam's Toy Barn. Uh, but it has it hasn't been trademarked yet. I'm still waiting for the paperwork to come through. Um, but Cam's <laughs> Toy Barn is, is is definitely a thing. So so good 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 job on that one, buddy. That was that was a good call. <laughs> and because Marisol, I know you're a huge Toy Story fan. Did you guys meet after? one or another been on the show or had you already been following each other before that so i i found cam through your podcast uh, you had him on and i ran to follow him and became obsessed with his page and like he his page comes up in my feed to this day and gives me fomo every day <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's awesome you are you are too kind <laughs> Like there's always something I see that I'm like, like sometimes I'll have to scroll past it like in that moment because I'm like, like I know I'm going to go and search for it. I'm like, okay, so I need this Toy Story 3 very specific buzz action figure now because I do not have it. And I will I will end up on eBay like his page will literally make me go broke. But I'm such a huge <laughs> fan of his collection. But yeah, I found him through your podcast. Oh, that's I think cool. that that I, I listened to it and then I messaged him because I think you were you talked about me to him. Yep. But you didn't mention me. So I messaged him and I was like, hey, I'm who JD is talking about. Also, that's correct. I'm obsessed with your page. I did. I did. That's correct. I, I remember now I did actually mention, I said, I have a friend who lives in Orlando who might be happy to maybe pick you up something from the parks if you're after yep. a Toy Story item. I, I believe that yes. was, and I just didn't refer to you, you know, um, in name at the time. And so, yeah, no, that, that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad I could have made that connection. And, and, and Cam mentioned that he also started following KC today, um, on her page. KC, we're talking about the, 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 the toy story collectors here. Um, are you, are you a bit of a toy story fan yourself? How, what's your feeling? Absolutely. I absolutely love toy story. I love toy story too. That's my favorite. That movie. I watched that movie so much <laughs> so so much as an adult it's <laughs> Cam's favorite actually as well <laughs> yep that movie hits me in the feels every single time like it never gets old it's just it there is just something about it speaks to me i will i will still watch that movie and get completely emotional i love it <laughs> do you have anything in the in your collection that that's toy story related i I think I have a couple of things. I know I have Woody that I got from the parks, and this was um, probably before Toy Story, like our, the whole Toy Story Land opened. And I kid you not, I walked around the park with that doll. <laughs> I was so excited when I got it. I was like, "Oh, it's really Woody because it's from Disney." <laughs> so uh, cool. I I really love it. And now that we have Toy Story Land, I absolutely love going over there and just feeling like i'm in toy story it's so cool 
Wait, can I just interject and just to piggyback off of you? So the first time I went to Toy Story Land, it had opened. It was like maybe a year after it opened. Um, and I had just had my son. He was like a few months old. And I was, so I was still like super highly emotional too. And I love Toy Story. Also, Toy Story 2 is my favorite, hands down. And I cry every time. Same. Um, <laughs> I literally walked in and I saw like the giant uh, Woody with the blocks. And I just like, I, I felt myself getting like really emotional and like overwhelmed. And then the toy soldier guys came and did their parade where they start like, like doing the drums and they're like, welcome to Andy's backyard. I literally bust out oh, into tears cool. and my husband started cracking up and he was like, Marisol, get it together. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe it. Oh, it's so good. I, I had a very, very similar experience the first time I saw Toy Story Land. It's funny, we, me and my wife, we were just there for our honeymoon um, at Walt Disney World in Toy Story Land doing the whole thing. And I've been to Toy Story Land three times and I still cry like that every single time I round the corner in Hollywood Studios. And it's funny, I just posted on my YouTube channel a full vlog of us in Toy Story Land and Hollywood Studios. And you can see at the beginning of the vlog, I didn't even realize as we were filming that I, I have like tears streaming down my face. And I'm like, guys, welcome to Toy Story Land. And I didn't even realize it, uh. but I had tears streaming down my face. And every time we walk in, I am an emotional I, I, I've said it before on my Instagram and stuff. Toy Story Land is literally my favorite place on the planet. Like it just, the, the happiness and the nostalgia and the feels that it brings out in me. Like I love my Toy Story Land here that I have in my room. Don't get me wrong. But physically being there with the characters and it's just the most magical place in the world for me. It's So it's, it's awesome to hear that you guys have had similar experiences with that as well. That is so cool. And I'm, I mentioned this, uh, when I went before we started recording, but I'm always jealous when I see Marisol's stories, when she's heading down to, to Disney world, I, I obviously haven't visited Disney world. I'm the odd person in the group here. Uh, but I do have one up on you guys in that I have been to Japan Disneyland and we'll be going back again later this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. They've actually just recently, I think it was only a bit over a year ago or so, um, just towards the end of the pandemic, they opened up a, a Toy Story hotel, themed hotel there as well. Oh my God. I actually have some of the uh, amenities from that hotel back here on oh, one of the shelves. Nice. I, I got it last year for Christmas. Very it was cool. pretty cool. I got a whole set of like the amenities they give you in your rooms. What, who, like from a friend or a, a fellow collector? No, it was my, my parents actually, they sent me that as a gift. So that was, that was quite a surprise to have all those. Did they just jet over to Japan and and stay no, in the no, no, they found hotel room? no, 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 they found found them online. It was between uh, between my parents and my wife. They were searching on eBay and they found like all these amenities from that hotel and then the Toy Story Hotel in Shanghai. So I was able uh, to get a bunch of cool. hotel stuff from was... the from both of those. <laughs> I was just imagining Cam's parents, uh, you know, sit, you know, FaceTiming him from the Toy Story Hotel, like, "Hey, guess where we are?" <laughs> just totally rubbing it in my face. And then. And then sending you back some shampoo and and, and conditioner as well from, from the hotel. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> would have loved it. Absolutely would have loved it. Would have been jealous beyond belief. Well, I have said that I was I was happy to keep an eye out for an item from Marisol when I'm when I'm there. I, I'm going to be trying to maybe pick up a Winnie the Pooh item while I'm in the parks there, but I might have to keep an eye out for a Toy Story item if I can while I'm there. And Star Wars. They don't have they don't have much Star Wars stuff there last time I was there because obviously they don't have a Galaxy's Edge in Japan. Um, but I can keep an eye out for some sort of Star Wars stuff. I'm also going to be going to Universal, which has the Mario, uh, Super Mario World. Um, that was the first one that opened before Orlando. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to visiting that. Oh, that's cool. 
<laughs> and what about I, I, I would like a Winnie the Pooh and a Toy Story item. I thought we were clear about that. Okay, okay, okay. okay oh, cool. All right, all right. I should have enough suitcases on me, I think, to bring everyone back some items. <laughs> okay, that's great. Okay. <laughs> so Casey, uh, she she has a, a Woody in her item, uh, like in her collection. Um, and what about Star Wars? Does do any of the two of you have anything Star Wars in your collection? I have. Uh, I have like this little. I actually have a Funko mystery uh, figure of Grogu. Um, and I do have, gosh, I felt like I had Star Wars. Maybe I did sell my Star Wars Funko Pops. But interestingly enough, my son has recently gotten super into Star Wars. So now we have like a ton of Star Wars Lego sets around the house, which is awesome. And <laughs> um, and now my husband and I have officially watched all of the Star Wars movies and we're like big nerds about it. So now I think some Star Wars stuff is going to end up coming into the house. Well, we went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time. Well, not the first time, but it was the first time we went where I actually understood what I was looking at. And uh, I cool. lost my mind. I was like, oh, I want the blue milk and I want this and I want that. <laughs> like I, I did the whole thing like such a tourist, dude. Like I was just like, we were losing our minds there all day. Um, but it was great. Like I did resistance for the first time and like all of that. And I was like, and I really appreciated it. Like I was like, oh this is really well done. Like, oh my God. Cause I had honestly no idea what I was looking at prior to watching all the movies. Like I knew like who Darth Vader was and like what a stormtrooper, but like that was it. Like, you know, and knowing the story now, like I saw Ray walking around and I was like, Ray, ah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, did you have a similar experience? Like we've mentioned everyone going to Toy Story Land and, and obviously Cam's shared his feelings of walking in there with tears. How were you the first time you walked into Galaxy's Edge? Um, I remember walking in and I think I just kind of like, <laughs> I just kind of lost where I was in time and space for a moment. I was just like, I can't believe this is real. I'm like actually in Star Wars. And I definitely cried. Um, <laughs> and, and they wouldn't let you stop because I went opening weekend and it, like so it was just brand new brand new and they were just shoveling us in and they were like keep going keep going they wouldn't let you stop which was fine because that meant I was just slowly crawling toward just I didn't even know where I was going so <laughs> I had time to like to look around look up and take it all in the sun hadn't hadn't even come up yet so it was dark and Galaxy's Edge is beautiful when it's dark the lighting is just excellent and it was just absolutely magical and i definitely started crying once it all hit me that i was there and it was real and i was gonna get to spend several days just immersed in it and i think that was the weekend yeah we immediately built we built droids we did all the cool stuff immediately and also i think there was like a hurricane headed toward the the airport we flew in flew from so we had to leave early <laughs> so this great magical weekend was actually cut several days short because we uh. <laughs> had to avoid a hurricane but at least i had a good like two or three solid days experiencing this and just like feeling overwhelmed with emotion and just it was amazing i i, I booked another trip like a month later to do it all again and i 
it never gets old. I never stop feeling that wonder every time I walk in. And I've been going pretty much quarterly <laughs> ever since then. My FOMO is kicking in. Stretch. I didn't go to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that I'll talk about um, other collections as well. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, like saying, have you got these items or those items in your collection? One of the things I noticed in a recent reel, Casey, on, on your page, we didn't talk about this when you were on the podcast last time. You have a separate whole shelf or m multiple shelves set up with the Jurassic Park collection. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that. Um, that has blown up a lot over the last uh, year or so. I will say that um, I have always deeply loved Jurassic Park and over the past year, the toys have been getting better and better. And now that it's, you know, now that it's the 30th anniversary, they're just going all out and they're coming for my wallet. That was a big part of why we went to Universal, me and a friend, um, both of us just like, we both like Jurassic Park and we were like, hey, let's go, uh, let's go look at all the cool stuff that they've got for the anniversary. So if you look at my page, you'll see pictures of me posing with raptors and <laughs> it's, <laughs> I I have just been really enjoying all the things that have been coming out over the last year for the anniversary. It's just, it's one of those other things that's very special to me. It's, of course, not like Star Wars level of obsession, but mm -hmm. it is something that definitely moves me and makes me very emotional if I get to immerse myself in it. <laughs> How are you finding the space for all these things? Because you've got such a huge Star Wars collection and seeing that you've now got multiple shelves worth of like you've got a whole bookcase basically just about full of Jurassic Park items. Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> um, in my current living situation, it's very condensed. So everything's in storage right now, except for the shelves you see behind me here. I've just got them packed full of toys and I call them my emotional support toys. I'm like, I need at least some <laughs> display of Star Wars toys. <laughs> and uh, then I, was told that I could bring my big bookcases and leave them in the living room while I'm living mm -hmm. here. And mm -hmm. uh, I just filled them up with dinosaurs. So <laughs> the person who owns the house was nice enough to let me fill up an entire shelf full of a uh, case full of dinosaurs in their living room. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. And Marisol, <laughs> uh, we something we never actually spoke about during your time on, on the podcast either is that we we mentioned about the fact that you how how you try to keep your collection and condense and down to a minimum. But what we didn't talk about was that you have a separate collection as well. We spoke about Toy Story. We spoke spoke about Hanna Barbera and, and and everything. We didn't speak about the Office. You have a massive Office collection as well. You're obsessed with Office pops and whatever you can put in there. I, yeah, um, so yeah, I'm fully complete on the Office Funko Pop line. <laughs> That's so funny you said that too, because I was thinking how I, like I, I was thinking of how to incorporate that. I have so much going on in my collection that it's so hard uh -huh. for me to like put out there what I am, all the things that I'm into and what my focus is. But yeah, I have um, all the all of the Funko Pops, all of the sodas, like anything that Funko's made for the Office, I have it. I'm fully complete on it. Um, and then I have like other accoutrement too. I have like a 
a Dwight Proto. Uh, actually, I was just taking photos out because I got a custom box that's really cool made for my Dwight Pumpkinhead Proto. Oh, cool. Um, that a friend of mine made me and he made it like horror, like uh, office Halloween horror themed. It's really, really cool. He did an amazing job on it. Uh, but yes, I am a huge office fan. I've probably seen that show. Oh my gosh. Like since it was on the air, I've probably rewatched it like three or four times a year since, like without stopping. <laughs> Cam, I like, see you nodding your head. You, you're a uh, huge office fan as well huge office nerd me and my brother that was religious television for us growing up in like the, the early to late 2000s like every night it was on we sat and watched the office and i still remember and it's the same thing where we've me and my wife are actually in the middle of a rewatch right now we were watching like four episodes before we started recording this um so <laughs> huge huge office nerd same thing it's one of those i still remember it was so funny quick quick funny story about watching the office series finale is it was me and my brother watching the finale and it was one of those moments we were watching it in the dark and we were turning the lamp on during commercial breaks and i i forget what scene it was during the finale but it was a very very emotional scene during the series finale and i went to turn the light on my brother goes don't you turn that light on and i could hear him <laughs> through the tears being like don't you turn the light on i need this moment we're, we're going to leave the light off for this commercial break. It was very emotional watching that series finale. And and the show still holds up after all these years. So it's, it's, it's I, I have seen Marisol's like reels and stuff showing the office pops. It's an incredible collection seeing them all together. And some of those pops are just really, really cool. There's the one of Moe's with the fear shirt on and everything where he's got like the post. Like they, they made so many cool and unique pops just from like random moments in the series, which was just really incredible on Funko's part. Yeah, absolutely. I think they they always like, you know, hit it out of the park every time they do another office line. Like they've, they've slowed down quite a bit. But like you said, I think it's amazing that they were able to make so many pops out of just small, like, you know, instances on the show out of small scenes like that scene with Moe's is, you know, like a four minute scene in one episode. And he's wearing that shirt, and but everybody remembers it. And it's hilarious. And they just did such a great job on that line. But yeah, they keep releasing office pops i'm gonna keep getting them <laughs> what was the hardest one to to acquire in your in the collection so far the hardest one to acquire honestly was the first wave that came out uh they had released a, a hay king dwight where he's like i am the hay king and oh, he's yeah, got the, like the hay the, crown the, the crown yeah that's right yeah it was a Walmart exclusive. I'll never forget it. I was living in Atlanta at the time. So same thing as Target. There's many Walmarts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was stalking every Walmart for this thing. And like nobody had it. And he kept, he, he came out online twice. It was two drops and it sold out in like seconds each time. Mm. And I was like getting so frustrated. And then on one of my hunts, I walked into a Walmart and like the whole first wave set was kind of just laid out on top of like the Funko wall. Like you could tell somebody had just returned it and like an employee just like put it there and didn't get a chance to like organize it. And I was like, oh, I couldn't believe it. Like I just remember I was like, I, I think my son was like a baby at the time and I'm talking to him about this as if he had you any idea son? what I was like. Dropped your son, picked yeah. up the pop. That's what happened. Dropped my son, picked up the pop, put that in the car. And I was like, oh my gosh, don't come with me. And I'm like, Priorities. I, remember, I remember pushing the cart guys. And I was like, you're my good luck charm. Like so happy all the way to check out like a total psycho. <laughs> but that was the one that I remember out of the whole line having to really, really hunt for like for weeks, for weeks, maybe even like it was probably like two, three months. It took me to get that pop. 
Casey, have you got anything like that that you, you've had to hunt down in your collection and, and you just happened to find it out in the wild? I'm trying to think. I know I've had a few that were pretty tough to find. I know with Jurassic Park, sometimes those are a little hard to find, like the specific ones I want. Like anything Ian Malcolm is always hard to find. Mm -hmm. So if I find an Ian Malcolm out in the wild, I think I found the uh, um, the one where he's just got the pop where he's laying down with his shirt open. Oh, the sexy one, the yeah. <laughs> yes, I found sexy Ian Malcolm in the wild, and I think I might have screamed in the store. <laughs> Did you scream sexy Ian Malcolm at the top of your lungs? That would have been, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I have screamed that in the store many times. <laughs> I think I screamed that at Universal. I was like, it's sexy Ian. Cam, how many times in a day do you scream sexy Ian Malcolm? At least six before I even head out the door. You know, the day fully hasn't started until you get that out of your system. You know, it's, you just can't start the day. Is there, a, is there a Toy Story item that you've had a hard time tracking down as well? I'm actually, I'm actually going through that right now, actually. It's funny. There, as I was mentioning with like the Disney 100 stuff, Disney and all these other companies are putting out a ton of new merchandise uh, uh -huh. with the Disney 100. And they've been putting out these Hot Wheels cars with that have like certain Disney characters on them. There is a Hot Wheels yeah. car for Disney 100 that has Woody on it that I've been, my wife said today, she's like, you've been looking for this thing for months. And I'm like, yeah, I have. It's at Walmart's. Can't find it anywhere. And the sort of the issue, as I was venting about it earlier, is that you're sort of competing with other collectors where it's like, I'm not just competing with Toy Story collectors. I'm competing with Hot Wheels collectors, which the Hot mm -hmm. Wheels collectors in our areas are really mm -hmm. intense. Mm -hmm. And they're usually at the Walmarts like before it's open and they rush in and get all the cases. And so it's, that's one of those that I'm having a really hard time tracking down. And I mostly chalk it up to Hot Wheels collectors just really go nuts for those things. Well, that's one of the collectors that I plan on having on the show later down the track is Hot Wheels collector because I've got Hot Wheels in my collection, obviously, with all the Batmobiles and things. Uh, but I, I even sold, I was selling some pop vinyls on Facebook Marketplace and I had a guy turned up and we were talking about, the, I just happened to mention the podcast, obviously, because I had to have the collection. And, uh, and he was like, you know, I actually work with this guy who has this massive, one of the biggest hot wheels collections in australia maybe <laughs> like and he so he basically put me in touch with you know or said this is this is the guy if you reach out with him maybe you can talk to him so i i'm gonna probably go down that rabbit hole at some point but yes they they can be very very uh dedicated collectors and also like funko has the nfts the digital pops uh hot wheels has also done their own redeemable versions as well so they actually have their own digital um nfts for hot wheels as well Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think I knew that either. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, wild. Um, but you, look, you've got two other collectors in, in in the chat here who who are in different states. So maybe you guys can keep an eye out for the the Woody Hot Wheels next time you're in in your Targets and Walmart, and just in case it pops up. I definitely will. I was gonna say, Cam, send me a picture of it because I actually had no idea that they had come out with one for. Uh, the Disney 100 and um, I'm always in those stores checking and I'm always checking Hot Wheels for my son anyway. So if I see it, I'll hundred percent grab it for you, but send me a picture of it. If you remember. I will. Yes. Yes. As soon as we're done here, I will, I will absolutely send you a picture of that that would be fantastic. I would be eternally grateful to either one of you if you found it because it's going on eBay for like 25 bucks and it's like, 
four or five dollars if you find it at Walmart. So I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of holding off, but I may eventually just bite the bullet as the as the year goes on and it, mm. gets, it gets harder to find. But I greatly appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I hear you. I have the Pizza Planet Hot Wheels uh, car from a couple of years ago. I think it came out like when Toy Story 4 or like right before Toy Story 4 came mm-hmm. and they, they re- released it. And like, even though it doesn't go for much online, I'm still like, uh, I keep like repairing it because I had gotten it for my son originally. So like the Pizza Planet like sign keeps like coming off of it. And I keep like crazy gluing it back on because I, <laughs> I'm just not going to pay <laughs> Putting it back together for a Hot Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing everything I can to keep it well, together okay. and not to buy another one. They're, they're actually going to be re-releasing that one, I think, in August. So if he does need a new one, you may find it at Walmart for super cheap. Because they're re-releasing it for the Disney 100 as well and in a whole new packaging. So oh, you may be able nice. to grab him a new one and just keep it as a spare for when that one is broken beyond repair. You can pull this one out and be like, hey, it's set to go. And for Thank everyone God. listening... It's been hanging tough for six years. For everyone listening, Cam's wearing his Pizza Planet hat as well. So I think he's going to be going out for deliveries afterwards. Yes. You'd be surprised how many people, <laughs> I, I wear this hat quite frequently in public and at work. You'd be surprised how many people don't know it's from Toy Story. So many people are like, oh, Pizza Planet, where's that from? Is that place any good? Like, I'd love to try it. And I'm like, yeah, it's from Toy Story. It's not real. Like, I wish, but all, all the time. Happens all the time. Casey, do you get stopped? Like, because you, you have different shirts that you create and sell. Do you get stopped for those at any time and, and asked where you get them from? Yes, I do. Mostly if I'm wearing the dresses because I have all my designs um, on Redbubble so I can turn them into dresses. I'm more of a dress person. Um, cool. So if I'm at, I notice that if I'm at Disney, I definitely get stopped. Like that's a particularly unique shirt because, you know, right now I'm wearing a probe droid shirt. Of course you are. <laughs> and they'll be like, particularly <laughs> <laughs> right on brand <laughs> yes. like that's particularly unique like and i have a dress version of this as well and people always want to know like what where would you find something that specific and i'm like it's on Redbubble. i made it <laughs> please go buy one <laughs> <laughs> how many shirts would you say you've sold so far of of, of your different designs if you don't mind um, asking I think I, it's kind of hard to tell because uh, the mouse keeps having certain things removed. Oh, of course, yes, I <laughs> so remember. Like, yes. I'll, like, I'll smell like two or three Luke Skywalkers and I'll be like, absolutely not, ma'am, take that down. Or, <laughs> or you know, like Darth Maul. And, it's like the things that are kind of popular, Luke Skywalker, Darth Maul. Uh-huh. They're like, no, you, don't, you can't have that. <laughs> um, I, maybe a hundred over the last year, which, you know, if I'm, cool. I'm only advertising on my Instagram, you know, my Instagram stories. So the fact that I, I've reached about 100 people doing that just it, it makes me happy that that many people like my weird little, <laughs> my weird little designs. Greedo yeah, and probe. hundred percent. And that's so cool that like uh, we as collectors can have those connections and you know, you creating something that other collectors or other fans of, of, of those franchises are buying and and you have that connection with everyone. Um, and you know, people who probably follow your page because of their love of Star Wars that are going out and buying those shirts as well. Uh, let's, let's actually, because, you know, as I said, I did want to have this episode a little bit about 
sort of uh, roundtable collecting sort of discussion. Obviously, we're geeking out and and we're we're diving into that nostalgia rabbit hole. So there is a question that I, I sort of posed to to all of you earlier, and I, I, w- I wanted to sort of go in order. We'll go in the order that I introduced you guys. So Casey, Cam, and then Marisol. So if if you just want to take a minute, just to sort of answer the question, what does nostalgia mean to you? I think it means anything that gives you that warm feeling, that warm feeling of just happiness that takes you back to a point where you were maybe first introduced to something or you felt your happiest or your safest and whatever whatever thing it was that you were connecting to in that moment. Star Wars does that for me. I think about watching Return of the Jedi specifically with my family. Um, I have a lot of memories about that. Um, Jurassic Park does that to me. I want to say my older sister showed me uh, Jurassic Park for the first time. And I distinctly remember watching it with her. And, you know, if I watch certain scenes, I remember watching it in that moment. And that's what kind of makes me nostalgic about it. So just having that connection to that happy moment. Nice. Cam, what about you? Very similar to what Casey just said. I think that I consider myself a very nostalgic person. I've always been a very nostalgic person. And what I think that means is sort of like, you know, it almost sort of harkens back. And I always often find myself thinking back to a simpler time of like when you were a kid and we're all adults now, we all have responsibilities and bills to pay. And, you know, when we were, when we were a kid growing up and we had all these experiences, everything was new and exciting. And it's sort of, as we were being exposed to Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Toy Story, whatever it was, it was for the first time. And it was when we were kids, you know, and we had these wide eyes on the world and everything was new and exciting. And it's sort of, as you grow up, a lot of that is sort of diminished, you know, just from the reality of the world and the reality of life and the reality of bills and working nine to five and all of that. So I think it is sort of being nostalgic, um, sort of, you know, it, it comes back to looking back on a simpler time and just remembering a time when you had less responsibilities and it was sort of, you just sort of think back on good memories and just sort of get that, ah, I remember that, you know, just sort of that mm-hmm. feeling of anytime you see an old commercial or hear an old sound, or even you smell something that just sort of brings you back to, to a particular moment. It's an incredibly powerful emotion. Nostalgia is. hundred percent, hundred percent. Marisol. I very similar to what Casey and Cam said, like it's anything that to me, it's anything that brings you back to, you know, a feeling of like joy and that warm, fuzzy blanket feeling and, you know, maybe a time where you felt safe and, you know, or you shared what you shared a moment with a friend um, and it always like just pulls you back to that time. Uh, The best way I could describe it. I'm going to go full nerd mode here, Um, but like there's (laughs) there's a scene in Ratatouille where you know where he's where ego sits down to eat that ratatouille and uh, yes. they like zoom into his eyes and he goes back to when he's a kid and he sees his mom in the kitchen and like that that's nostalgia to me that's the feeling like you know something that i collect or something that i watch you know I, it does that to me and uh-huh. that's nostalgia in a nutshell to me just like bringing you something that brings you back to a time that you want to remember over and over and that you just love so much you know, it's like the reason I'm still watching The Office I, to this day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say, to Marisol's point, I think that's why a lot of us 
love collecting what we do and why we collect what we do is because it brings back those memories. You know, it brings mm -hmm. back that feeling exactly what she's talking about. I have an item up here that is a, um, a McDonald's Happy Meal toy from Toy Story 2. And I still remember in 1999 going to the movie theater with my mom, getting that McDonald's Happy Meal toy and bringing that in there. And every time I look at that toy, I get that exact same feeling that I had when I was six years old in that movie theater. And it's sort of, being collectors is sort of a way to preserve that feeling and to have a room filled with stuff of that feeling where anytime you know you sort of need that boost, you can go in and sort of, so I think collecting is very much, a lot of it is tied to nostalgia and a lot of it is tied to your memories growing up. And it's sort of cool as collectors to have these physical manifestations of these memories growing up that we can sort of revisit anytime we want to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and absolutely. I agree with that. All great answers. And the reason I asked that question is because that's one of the things this show does, right? Is I get to talk with everyone and go through the nostalgia of the things that they love. That's the first question I ask to collectors when they're on the part podcast is, yeah, where, where did you love of, of this brand or franchise or character? Where, where did that come from? And it all stems back to that nostalgia. It all stems back to to this feeling that we get this moment in time for me it's funny that you mentioned the mcdonald's items uh, there was actually i may have mentioned these before on the podcast but i've got those mcdonald's glasses from for, from 1995 from when the batman forever movie came out and they had a set of of collector glasses and i have though that's like a memory that's ingrained in me where in high school i, I I've also mentioned that I, I played music for, for many years and played in bands in high school, the band that I had, we actually submitted to go to this thing called youth rock, which was a statewide battle of the bands where they selected a number of bands from all around the state. And we were lucky enough to be selected and go to Sydney to represent our high school. And while we were there during our break, we went to a McDonald's and I remember that they had that promotion on. And I remember picking up the first one of those glasses on that day. And so, I have this awesome memory about that time playing music with my friends and representing my high school, you know, as in, in this state battle of bands, but it's tied to this other memory that I have of going and picking up this item. And I still have those glasses today. I still have a set of those glasses, which are in the cupboard that I use on the regular and we make hot chocolates in and everything. And, and those moments just, you, you get emotional thinking about them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're talking about that and I'm I'm looking around my room right now and like, you know, my collection really is a mixed bag, but all the things that I go back to are things that were from when I'm a kid, you know, like I have uh -huh. some Popeye collectibles because that was a cartoon that was always on in my house because it was my dad's favorite cartoon and he used to call me Sweet Pea as a nickname. And so mm -hmm. Popeye is just like ingrained in my brain. So when I see something Popeye, I'm like, oh, I just, I want to have that. I need to have that. Or like the monster cereals that were around when we were a kid, you know, like Booberry and all of that, like that comes out at Halloween every year. And I still run to buy it because it's just that, <laughs> that warm, fuzzy feeling, you know? <laughs> Casey, do you have oh, a yeah, favorite totally. cereal? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I have the weirdest eating habits. I eat like my weight in popcorn every day. <laughs> that might stem from your time working in cinemas because you used to work in cinemas when you were younger. I yes. was going to say, I do remember you saying that on the podcast and like, and it's so funny. Every time I see your page and I see a picture of you in front of a movie theater, I go right back to the episode with Jane Day where you're talking about how you used to work in a movie theater. Um, and I, 
I have like that same connection. So every night I eat a bag of popcorn too. You're not alone. I literally have a microwavable <laughs> butter popcorn every night. It's like my thing. And then watch the office or whatever I'm watching. And then, but my father, he was a police officer when he, re he retired early for getting injured. And at the time we had one movie theater. I grew up on Staten Island and we had one big movie theater there that played all the movies. So they needed security at night because they'd be open really late. So my, my father worked security there. So I literally he would take me on the weekends and like that movie theater was literally my babysitter. And like, so I watched so many movies on screen, like probably ones I definitely was not supposed to be in. <laughs> and I used to like count the popcorn tubs with the crew at night. And then I would like, or fall asleep in a projection room and things like that. So like, I totally get that movie theater connection too. That's but yeah, my so experience. my sister, my older sister, she's 10 years older than me. So I would have to go to work with her some nights and I would just have this wonderful theater as a babysitter and I would just eat popcorn and watch every movie I wanted to watch. <laughs> it was oh, that was the best. I loved it. Uh, I used to run all over that movie, that movie theater doing everything like being behind the counter, doing the inventory, like learning the projection room. Like I, it was, it was great. Like I wouldn't have traded it for the world. So I get that connection. That's probably why I eat popcorn every night. <laughs> Yeah. That's definitely why I, I like going to the movies every single week and I just I can't stop eating popcorn. The smell makes me happy. Just if I smell mm. it, I'm just like, oh, movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm due to go to the movies. In Sorry, I didn't mean to throw us off of the cereal. No, 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 no. 100%. Like, uh, let's take the, if the conversation goes that way, let, let, let's let's go there. Uh, I'm actually going to the cinemas um, to see the Flash movie in two nights' time, so I'm I'm super excited. I'm so pumped to finally to finally see that and see Michael Keaton back on on the big screen. We talk about nostalgia. We talk about things that we saw in the cinema as a child. Michael Keaton as Batman, 11 years old. I, I, when I saw that in the cinema, and I'm you could probably you could probably tell right now by the look of my face maybe that i'm super giddy with excitement like to actually see him on the screen again and there's been so many good reviews coming out uh i've been really trying not to get too many spoilers um so i'm really excited to go and see that in a couple nights time is anyone going to go out awesome. and see that probably <laughs> You know what? If it if it gets your stamp of approval, I I will go see it. I will wait and see what you say, and then if you say it's good, Michael Keaton's great, then I that that'll that'll sell me on my ticket. Okay, I cool. I'm gonna be living through you because it's with my kids right now. It's hard for me to go to the to the movies like that, so I usually have to wait for everything to come out on digital right now. But uh, I want to hear all about it because it's actually uh, you know a superhero movie. Like I'm actually like dying to see for the first time in a long time honestly <laughs> uh so i can't wait to hear about it and i have been seeing good things about it so actually one of the collectors that i had on the show um the first batman collector that i had on the show brian he messaged me and like because what well, we were messaging each other messaging each other because he actually went to an early premiere they had like a sneak peek premiere that he got invited to so he went and watched that and i was like i'm so jealous that you're going to see it and he messaged me back he's like it's so good you're gonna love it and he's like funnily enough a lot of the, the the times people were cheering in the cinema were actually not so much for the michael keaton even though they were they were great moments as well there was so many other moments that were like that had the crowd excited um so i'm really really keen to see that 
but let's take it back to the collecting. So one of the things I also listed um, when I sent a few questions to you guys, um, I sort of had a little bit of a, maybe like a speed round um, of, of different questions. So I often say that space is the enemy of every collector. You probably heard me say that plenty of times on the podcast. Does anyone have, and we'll start with KC again, go to say mortar. Do you have anything that you would tack onto that as another enemy of, of collectors? <laughs> Time and money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a long list, is it? I, really? Like I could probably go through the others and probably have the same answers. I am so embarrassed by how much money and time I spent on finding Jurassic Park merch <laughs> last week. <laughs> Tell us, how much time do you think? <laughs> I We couldn't find the store, so we were, like, hunting everywhere for it. And they, like, the people who gave us directions that work there were, like, giving us the wildest directions. <laughs> and finally get there. I spent a very long time in that store looking at every single item. Even though I looked at it online, it's different when I see it in person. So <laughs> I bought a lot of things I had no intention of buying. Um <laughs> We uh, spent we spent considerably longer in the store than I budgeted time for that day. Like it messed up later day plans. <laughs> well, as long as you got the items you were after, right? I I got what I needed and things I didn't need, but I got what my heart desired. <laughs> <laughs> as, as soon as you said that, that that song popped in my head. You got what I need. <laughs> That's a theme song of me walking into a store that has everything I want. <laughs> Cam, what about you? How much, to, what's the most amount of time? Because I think, I think the answer is probably going to be the same for everyone. But if you've got another one, please tell us. Uh, but otherwise, what's the most amount of time you've spent hunting for an item out, out in the wild or online? Okay, so you, you say that, and I'm particularly brought back to 2019 with the release of all the Toy Story 4 toys and the Toy Story 4 merchandise. And it was the signature collection, Duke Kaboom, which I have sitting right here on my shelf. And I checked, there was one day, I think I went to six targets in one day and I was like constantly refilling gas. <laughs> I was calling targets. The one target I remember calling that was like 45 minutes away. I was like, this is the DCPI number. This is what it looks like. Do you have one? He's like, yeah, I'm holding it right here in my hands, but drive on down and get it. I'm like, great. Search is over. I get down there. He's like, oh man, I'm sorry. I sold it right before you got here. And I was like, oh, nice. all right, that's great. So I ended up searching like three other targets. I found it at like, I think it was like 8.30 at night. And it was like right before the target was about to close. And I, I it was two of them. And I was buying two of them because another buddy of mine wanted one. And I was like, once for me, once for him. I'm doing this and just being done with it. But I think that was, it was close to a 12-hour day by the time I started looking for Duke Kaboom. And by the time I actually found him at the end of the day. So it was really cool watching Toy Story 4 when he came on for the first time. I was like, I spent all day looking for you. Like, wow. so I, already, I, already had so. I tell you what that guy who you called and said i'm holding it here in my hands and, and you said i'm coming to get it and then he sold it well yep. it, if anyone's familiar with romeo and juliet a curse on both your houses that's how i feel i'm bringing around <laughs> if i drive 45 minutes after i said hold it for me 
Like I said, I'm like, dude, I'm literally going to go get in the car right now and I will be right there. I'm not stopping. I'm going straight there. And yeah, it was gone. Yeah. yeah, Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll curse them all together and (laughs) we'll see. Karma will get them at some point. Terrible. terrible. (laughs) Marisol, what about you? Uh, The longest amount of time I've spent hunting for something. Is that the question? Yeah. Well, if if you want, or or do you have something that's an enemy of collector? Do you have anything to add to that? I mean, honestly, no. We we all know it's space, time, and money, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um, But for me, I think it was like the most hunting I ever did. Like totally, like the Toy Story four collectibles that came out took up a lot of my time, and there was a lot of driving around for all different things. I don't remember one specific thing that I was like trying to get because there was a bunch of stuff that I was getting. I think it was like uh, probably most of the action figures that came out for that is what I was really looking for. Um, oh gosh, wait, there was one. It'll come It'll come to me. If I think about it, I will tell you guys, I'm sorry, but there was one action figure that I was looking for. Oh, Tinny. They had released Tinny as, a, as an action figure. Yep. And I think he was a Walmart exclusive. So I was like hunting him down for a while and then I finally got him. But uh, it was for the when they were re- they released the Super NES, like the the small Super Nintendo NES. Oh uh, yes, the yes. Retro one, the mini one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so this was like a, a wide like issue where like they were releasing them to targets, but like Target would get like two or like three, and people uh, were like yes. lining up at the stores yes. before. Yes. I will tell you that I've spent. At many mornings and hours driving from Target to Target to to Walmart to Walmart. I have been at a Walmart at 3 a.m. looking for that thing because it came up on like a stock tracker online. Okay. And like stalked (laughs) the poor woman working electronics. And they were about to kick me out of Walmart because they thought I was like insane and trying to like do something. Um, I remember calling my husband. He was like, he was traveling at the time. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I think they're going to kick me out of Walmart. He's like, why are you at Walmart at 3 a.m.? And I was like, because I'm looking for the Nintendo and it says that it's here. But she's telling me it's not. She won't go look in the back. And I know if they're going to put it out. And I finally got one. But that was probably one of the wildest hunts and, t- and uh, for amount of time and things I saw happen during those hunts. I chased a grown adult man, not chased, raced through <laughs> a store from the front to the back of electronics. So, and let me tell you that I had met him on a line at the store previously, right? And me being naive at the time, I'm just like blabbing all my secrets to this guy, right? I'm like, oh, and then you use this website. And this website tells you that how many they have at this store and blah, 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 blah. And like, they're going online for like $300. And this guy was like, I'm just trying to get one for my son. Give me this whole sob story. Well, he showed up at the next store that I showed up at. And we, we, I swear it was like out of a movie. Like we both got out of our cars. We looked at each other like this and ran through the store. I was so angry. What's the movie? There's a movie that has like a father that's going for a toy. Jingle all the way. It's jingle all the way. It was jingle all the way. Okay, but like this guy was not buying it for his son. It was a made-up store. He wanted to flip it, right? But like at the time, I didn't realize that that's what a lot of people were doing. (laughs) Like it was like straight out of Jingle All the Way. Like I really lived that movie, and like we ran. I thought people were gonna start knocking over racks to like distract the other person to try and get to electronics before the other. It was insane. Insane. Uh, That's the greatest. 
<laughs> that uh that story from from marso did brought up a, another idea i just had about an enemy of collectors that i think everyone here will agree with and that's scalpers um that's mm, something that yes. is incredibly hard to deal mm. with as a collector is scalpers and people that are the first ones there and you know you're trying to get something that you're super passionate about this is character this toy that you've really wanted they're finally making it it's an exclusive at you know, insert store here and people just snag it up. And then it's instantly on eBay within seconds. You know, that was a great example with like the Lotso soda Funkos, like those things sold out like crazy. Oh, and then gosh. everybody like was flipping them like, like crazy on eBay and Macari and stuff like that and everywhere online. So it's, I definitely think scalp scalpers are a huge enemy of collectors, especially in today's mm. day and age where everybody's yeah. just trying to make a quick buck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like people are at stores and they're taking a picture right outside, holding it up outside the store and then posting it on eBay. Like it's crazy. And it's also a huge part of why I don't bother hunting in store anymore. Honestly, like on a release day, like I think for me, like Hot Topic is probably one of the worst stores to try to get an exclusive from because I only have like I have like two and they're both like 35 minute drives from me. And again, with kids, it's hard for me to get the time to get there not only get there but get there early enough where i'm going to be at the front of the line like there's literally a guy i don't know his name but he is always there and he has uh, a folding chair that he sets up he brings a cooler like the man is legit there at like four o'clock in the morning five o'clock wow. in the morning he's always the first wow. one there and it's almost like you don't even want to bother because you know that guy's not there for him he's there to flip all of those and yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. And also, Marisol, you can only drop your kids so many times when you're trying to grab toys off the shelf, right? Yeah, I can only, <laughs> you know, I can only ignore them for so long <laughs> before someone notices, you know. <laughs> Whose child is this? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call the authorities. Oh. <laughs> <My kid. laughs> well, let's move on. That I, I love that. Actually, Quick, quick story just to just to cap that off. You speak about the um, those mini uh, Nintendos. So the the first one that came out with the mini NES, I ha I actually have that, and that was gifted to me by um, my father-in-law. He he had to line up like and get there early to to the local Big W store they're called here in Australia to to pick that up for me, and he gave that to me as a Christmas present and. My brother-in-law, his own son, was super jealous of this, <laughs> this Nintendo that I got. Um, and I felt bad. I was like, he, he knew that I was a massive geek and got me this, but his own son was like, where's my Nintendo <laughs> that he lined up and, and got this item for? They yeah. were so hard to get. So I bet. They were. I bet. They were. I think, that's a great gift. And I think they only had like 20 or so in that store that they, that they were selling at the time as well. That was a lot. Let me tell yeah. you, 20 people like, you know, if, if a store had five, that was considered a lot. Like that's because like something about like the microprocessor and chip was very hard for Nintendo to get. So that's why they were, you know, the, the production on it was very slow and that's why they mm. were just sending it out in like little spurts. Um, yeah, it was wild, but that's a good get. It's still like, I still play with it sometimes. Like it's, it's a great system. I'm going to, uh, so for the next question, we'll get, we'll, we'll change the order. We'll, uh, we'll start with Cam this time. So we'll, we'll keep the same order, but we'll start with Cam. So Casey, you'll be, you'll, you'll be the last one to answer this question or to contribute. So what is the worst type of collector? 
That's a great question. I think that the worst kind of collector, and this is just strictly my opinion, is someone that doesn't have the passion behind it. Someone that just does it, you know, sort of what we were talking about with the scalper, someone that does it for monetary value, someone that does it like, this is going to be worth something in the future, so I'm going to collect it now, but they don't have the passion behind it. And you see a lot of those collectors that are just out to make a quick buck or just out to hold on to something, but they don't have the passion that a lot of us have where it's like all three of us here are so passionate about our collections and what we collect that we just want to share it with everybody, be it on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Like it's just, this passion is just flowing through us that we just want to share it with everybody. So everybody knows and everybody can be a part of it. And yeah. I think people that are, that are disingenuine about it um, to me, that is sort of, you're sort of not even really a collector at that point. You're just sort of doing it for monetary value and you're not, you don't have the passion or the, or the love behind it that I feel that most of us do. Mm -hmm. Marisol. Absolutely. For me and ex excuse my language, it's the shit talking collector. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, is yeah. the, it is the collector that collects, you know, Funko, for example, but it's just never happy with anything that Funko mm -hmm. does or, mm -hmm. or anything mm -hmm. that gets released. And they're like, but they'll buy it, but they'll still go and buy it and they collect it but they have to talk crap about it. And they're just kind of like a little angry and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. That yeah. to me is the worst kind of collector. I, I, I yeah, I, I don't, I'll never understand it. Like if it doesn't make you happy and passionate, like the way that Cam is saying, like, I don't understand why you would do it. And if you're never happy, like maybe it's time to stop. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, yeah, like Funko will announce something and they're, they're always the first ones to be like, ah, same mold, just different paint. Ah, this is so lazy. Ah, the chase is lazy. Oh, they're making too many. And it's like, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> You're ruining it. Don't just buy it and enjoy it, it or don't. It's, you don't or have don't. to complain about it. Yes. No one's making you buy it. No one's making you buy it. That's I knew I was making you buy it. I knew I would get the pop fox to pop off before before the season was or the episode was over. <laughs> Casey, what about you? First of all, let me just say I love that. <laughs> you do have to buy it. <laughs> because yeah, Funko does that a lot. Same old. And they'll like change the base color for Star Wars figures. They'll just like it was oh, silver they, at this convention. Uh, yes, and they did the silver one, black. yes. And then they'll do it's black now and they're like Aren't you excited about this pre-order? No, it's the same thing. Just don't buy it. Don't like turn it into a three-day. I have to post every day about how angry I am. Just don't buy yes. it. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh -huh. get it. Yeah, I think that kind of goes into mine. Like, it's collectors that I consider hoarders, or just they—they they just want to have things. They just want to have a collection that's. And they're kind of completionist for the wrong reason. Like I have to have the entire line and it's, but there's no emotional connection behind it. You're just going mm. through the motions and then you've got these things and you're displaying them and you can tell you don't love them because of the way that people talk about them. It's just like, these are the things I have. Just look at them. I just want you to like, you know, they're doing it for the likes and not because mm -hmm. like, I think you can tell from my general <laughs> personality that if, if I'm not posting on Instagram, I'm still playing with these things. <laughs> I, them. I like it's, I don't, and I don't need every single, every single thing in a line. If I don't love it, like 
the Obi-Wan Kenobi show line. I don't have every character from that show. I just got the ones that I loved. Yeah. And a lot of people criticize that. Like, why didn't you get everything? I, I get a lot of criticism for not keeping things in the box or not getting every single thing. Um, mm. And I think that's just the kind of collector I don't like. It's just someone who's just hoarding everything and getting everything just to have it or just the kind of person that'll clear off the peg in a store <laughs> and not yeah. leave one for the next collector i don't understand those people just you don't need that much if you're if you're not going to love every single piece why are you doing it right. yeah totally totally and i think for me the worst type of collection I, I, each one of you has made awesome valid points and i probably would say exactly the same things but the the boastful one and, and it kind of goes a little into what kc was saying there but the the those boastful collectors on obviously we we all spend a lot of time on instagram right posting our collection following other collections and there's those ones like you mentioned they have to have something and post it like that we've, we've come into this fomo culture on instagram now as collectors where we see something and we have to have it and we have and some people have to be the first one to post it you know like look what i got like i'm so proud i'm the first one let's like those the comments on youtube first right like that they have to be the the person that does that whereas for us we're obviously collecting just because we love the items like if i if i collect something and i don't post it until a month after it, the the box arrived I, I don't care you know good for you if you were the first one to post it on instagram but everyone's like chasing that that those followers and those likes and 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 the algorithms made that way to, to force us to do that as well so I, I don't i don't necessarily blame some people for doing that but it's just that this this purveying culture of having to be the best collector or the first to, to post it like do you guys find yeah. a similar thing am i alone in that yeah. So I, I wanted to share like to Casey's point is that like uh, along my collecting journey, right in the beginning, when I first started collecting, I just started co collecting like everything I was like a fan of, like every fandom. So like Rick and Morty, for example, I love Rick and Morty. And yeah. I started buying pops from the Rick and Morty line. But for some reason in my mind, I had it like I needed to get all the Rick and Morty pops. And then I got like disgruntled about it because they were releasing so many. So I just like sold mm. all the ones I had. And then the same thing with like Stranger Things. I just sold all the ones I had because I wasn't going to have them all. And now mm. when I look back on it, I realize like I never needed to have them all. I don't need to, I just needed to have the ones that I really like or enjoy. And that's what brings me joy. But mm that got lost on me in the beginning because I guess I was just so overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that was out there and whatever. But, and also like with my Marvel collection, I have a very tiny Marvel collection that I don't really show that much. Um, and I had sold a bunch of it off, but before I did, a part of me wanted to just keep it for the sole purpose of like, I see a lot of people posting this and it does well. Maybe I should keep you know, my WandaVision mm. collection. Then I stopped myself and I was like, ew, like I felt icky, you know, I was yeah. like, ew, what am I saying? Like, I don't know. I don't need to do that. Like if I, <laughs> if it's not bringing me joy anymore, I could let it go or I could just have the small collection I have. And it doesn't, you know, like, so I, I could see where people get caught up in that. Like what you're saying, Casey, like they just yeah. want it for, for the attention and the likes, but that is the wrong reason to, to collect, you know, it is a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a it ton of pressure. Me. It made me very unhappy. Yeah. yeah, it takes a joy out of collecting. And that's why I quit trying to even do it. Because I was like, 
if I don't love it, if I'm not having, if I'm not feeling that joy, if I'm just worried about what other people are like the feedback I'm getting for other people, I'm not doing this for the right reason. Right. Right. And that's still a conversation I sometimes have to have with myself, like a girlfriend of, of mine. And we were talking the other day on the phone, someone I'm actually doing a photo challenge with right now on Instagram. We were talking about that. And we were like, all right, if we're not happy doing this, right. And like coming and sharing our collection with people, like we're here for the wrong reasons. Like if we're not posting content that we love, that's for us, for mm -hmm. our, you know, and we're like buying into like what the algorithm says we should be doing or like the advice that, yeah. you know, this media coaches say or whatever, it's not the right reason to be on here. You know, none of that should matter. It just like should be stuff that's making us happy. And if other people find it cool, that's cool. Totally, totally. Kim, I, I spoke to the other two about other collections that they have. Do you have anything else that you collect other than Toy Story? I don't think we've actually, I don't think I asked you that earlier. No, it's okay. I have a very boring answer of no. I, I just collect <laughs> Toy Story, just anything, everything Toy Story. My, I can't, it's, so it's a boring answer for my, my, my wife, however, um, Casey will get a kick out of this being the Star Wars fan. My wife, however, is a massive Wicket the Ewok fan. So oh, she nice. has a, she's a huge Wicket collection. She probably has close to 15 to 20 Wicket plushes where like anytime we see a Wicket plush anywhere, be it at a toy show, convention, Disney parks, Disney store, anytime it's a new Wicket plush, we have to get it. We got the Wicket Funkos, the Wicket Lounge Flies. So I don't, but my, my wife is so a massive cool. Wicket the Ewok collector. So she, she loves that. Num, 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 num. <laughs> Yup, no, yup, yup, no. And and you know what's funny? I, I like she she had she had never seen she had seen the Star Wars movies growing up, but not like in depth. And one night we were sitting down watching them, and we were going through all of them. And we got to Return of the Jedi. This was maybe ten years ago. We got to Return of the Jedi, and Wicket comes on screen. And I've never like if you ever need proof of love at first sight, this was it because she literally made me pause the movie, and she went, "Who is that?" And I'm like, that's that's wicked. The, that's wicked. The Ewok. He's got a big part in this. She's like, I'm obsessed. What, what? Who is he? Tell me everything. Like, is he in this movie a lot? And I'm like, let's keep watching. He's in the movie quite a bit. And I love her immediately. Yeah, it, it was it was so instant. It was just, who is that? Who is that? And how do I make everything about? It? Well, I have to ask. I have to ask. Has she watched Caravan of Courage then? Yes, yes, we have. Uh, we, okay. we sat down and watched it when it dropped on Disney Plus, and that was that was an adventure, I'll tell you. Yeah, and and the Ewoks is the Ewoks uh, cartoon show as well. That one's fun. That one, you know, we've actually popped on a couple times, and that one's sort of a guilty pleasure. You know, that one's sort of fun every now and then. Doesn't hold up too well, but it's the theme song's pretty fun. <laughs> well, taking it back to the the question, so obviously we we spoke about. Um, the worst type of collector and marisol i'm going to start with you this time who do you find is the best type of collector i think the best type of collector is like the the cheerleader collector right like i think the best type of collector is somebody who is you know constantly like trying to show people like why what they collect is so great and why it means something to them, uh, mm -hmm. why it means so much to them and why it makes them happy. Um, or, you know, cheerleading for other people's collections. Like I have a ton of friends that collect stuff that I don't collect, but I, I, I'm so interested in what they're showing from their collection and, and learning about it. And I'm like always so excited to see 
uh, you know, someone's massive collection of other stuff that I don't know. I'm, or maybe you call me an enabler. I don't know. <laughs> I, you can be, I but know. I'm always the one that's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think just the really positive cheerleader collector is the best type of collector. I agree. Casey. I will say, I will say the exact same thing. I like someone who finds joy in other people's collections, even if it's something they've never heard of. And sometimes like um, people have come across on your, through your podcast and be like, I didn't even know this was a thing and I love it. <laughs> like I'll instantly be like, tell me more about this and I'll go down a rabbit hole. Like I have to know everything about this, this thing that this person's collecting. And I, it just makes me happy to see other people being happy. Um, it's just, I like, I like, collectors who enjoy what they do and then uh -huh. also like to share it and that's kind of the reason the whole reason i'm on instagram is to meet other collectors and just kind of share that joy and share stories about the things we're collecting i think that's the reason we all do it here like at least everyone here on this, in this conversation and the, the reason behind me doing the podcast as well um but I have to, I have to, uh, I have to put you on the spot and ask. You, you mentioned about you know discovering other collectors and going down rabbit holes, like through through the podcast here. Who in particular is there? One that stands out or a rabbit hole that you went down recently? The rubber duck. What are you called? The rubber duck. Oh, tubs. Again. Tubs. Yes, that one got me. <laughs> I was like not fully aware of this. <laughs> And now I see them everywhere. Like, I guess I just wasn't paying attention to them. And now that, like, now that you've made that, like, made me aware of this as a collecting possibility, I'm just like, oh, look, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just they're so cool. <laughs> like, I love that. I just love that just through your podcast, I'm just discovering all new cool things. <laughs> they actually have uh, a few different um, Jurassic Parks uh, versions I saw of the films. The one thing they don't have because they got knocked back by Lucasfilms was, um, or, or Disney was the they don't have uh, Star Wars, uh, so they haven't been able to add Star Wars, unfortunately. Um, but little little behind the scenes from that episode after that episode uh, was finished recording, and I, I was still talking to Vince, uh, that, that collector. He actually showed me he actually had a prototype because he's friends with the people that work numbskull designs and they actually gave him a prototype one of the prototypes they came up with when they were pitching the idea of the star wars tubs to, to disney and lucasfilms um and he's got a stormtrooper tubs but it's you can't purchase them because they're not in production it was just it was just a prototype and it it looked so cool i was like oh i hope they get that license eventually and they can make can make it, it looks so good get me more <laughs> stormtroopers to collect yes <laughs> Make a, a thin a thin rubber ducky. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wish I hope. Fan and Greedo. <laughs> and Cam, what about you? What's the what's your feedback like on the on the best collectors? Very much, you know, going on top of what Casey and Marisol said, I absolutely agree that it's it's the collectors that have the passion behind it and the collectors that take pride in their collections and actually take the time to dust them, to display them, to rearrange the shelves, try new things. And and they have the passion and the love behind it. It's really, really cool. I also find myself scrolling through YouTube, scrolling through Instagram, watching different collectors. And the thing I love the most is like 
as they're showing off their collections, they're able to talk to you about an item and be like, I got this item when I was such and such years old. I got it at this date. And it reminds me of this because of this. And it's like each mm -hmm. item in their collection has a memory, has a story and, and is there for a reason. It's not just, yeah, I was out one day and I picked it up. No, it's like the way they, they're not just like, yeah, I went to Walmart and I found it. No, it's like, no, I got up. Like even the way we've all been talking now about like, yeah, I got up super early and was like hunting all these different Walmarts. Even the way you just tell the story, you can tell the passion behind the item as opposed to, I got in my car one day, went to Walmart and I bought it and that was it. No, it's like, it, it, <laughs> it sort of fuels us. And it's sort of, so I think the collectors that have that passion and that love behind it and each item has a memory and a story is definitely the best type of collector. And in terms of creating content, um, it's definitely the the collectors that I enjoy watching the most is the ones that have the passion behind it. And and you can tell that not only from their collections, but the way they talk about their collections. Nice, nice. Well, actually, let's, um, let, let's go down that rabbit hole a little bit further. I'm going to ask each of you, I'll, I'll start with you, Kim. Is there a collector that you're following at the moment who you're obsessed with? You actually just had him on your podcast, um, The Comfort Cartoons, Marcus. I've been a huge oh, yeah, totally. fan of him, watched him on YouTube for a long, long time. So I saw he was on his podcast the other day and I was like, freaking, I was like, oh, I have yet to listen to it. I just haven't had a chance this weekend. But I've been watching him on YouTube. His channel, Comfort Cartoons, is great. Um, so he's been one I've been watching for a while. Uh, there's a lot of fellow Toy Story collectors on YouTube that I enjoy. Uh, today I grew up, I'll plug his channel, I'm a big fan of his, he's a fellow Toy Story collector as well. Um, but just collectors like that, that are just so passionate about their stuff, is it's really, really entertaining to watch and sort of sort of slightly getting into content creation myself with, with YouTube and everything. It is really fun getting to show off your collection to everybody and getting sort of the feedback that we were talking about earlier. That's definitely one of the things that is a huge, huge blast in doing all this. Speaking of YouTube creators that I follow, I have to congratulate a certain follower or a certain, get my words out here, <laughs> a certain YouTuber here who recently passed 2000 followers, Cam. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's been, it's been a blast. <laughs> thank you guys. I you get too sweet. Uh, it's, it's been a blast getting to grow a community on YouTube and it's, it's so much fun getting to talk. Cause I, I, I have such a, a lifelong history and, and everything with Toy Story that YouTube is a great way to get to talk about that, you know, where my wife doesn't have to sit and listen to me talk about the same things <laughs> over and over and over again. I can sort of share it with a new audience and 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 sort of get that get that positive feedback from them as well. So it's it's been I really appreciate that because it's been an absolute blast getting to write the videos, make the videos, and then sort of getting getting the feedback and everything. And it's fun sharing our collections with everybody. I think that's one of the one of the best parts of collecting is not only yes. finding the items, but getting to share it with everybody. Yes, totally. Marisol, what about you? Who are you obsessed with at the moment, other than me? Oh, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, I'm obsessed with your podcast, I'm obsessed with your collection. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there honestly, there's so many great collectors out there. I mean, I don't know if I could just narrow it down to just a few, um, but you like, have to. <laughs> I mean, look, like, you know, Cam is one of them. Like, I literally, like, every sometimes I literally have to scroll past his post because I'm like, okay, I can't dive into that post right now, but I will go back to it and then take it all in. Moving on. <laughs> I have to be mentally ready for it, but I'm obsessed with your collection. Um, another person that is also a huge, obviously, Toy Story collector, uh, collector is the Pixarist. 
Um, I love their account. I mean, just like goals, like it's, I mean, that's just a whole other level, but, <laughs> um, and then, you know, like a lot of people that I've found through your podcast, like Casey, like I found you through his podcast and like, I started following you that day. Like, and like I said, at that point I was not into star Wars. I hadn't even watched the films, but I loved your passion for your collection and how, you know, I related to you so much in that podcast, like all the things that you were saying. And like, I've just been like such a fan ever since. Like, I remember when they had Star Wars days and they featured you, I lost my mind. I was like, I know her. I know her. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's so awesome when we can celebrate each other. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah, yes. And then, I mean, for me, like another account that I'll, I'll chat out is Ordinary JP. I don't know if you guys follow her, but she has, um, she has a massive Disney collection. Yeah, she has, she's really big into Toy Story, really big into Toy Story, but she collects like all of Disney, which is wild. Um, mm -hmm. And she puts a lot of like reels and content and you could just see her passion for her collection in her, in her content, which I love. And yeah, and then right now, I mean, I'm sure you guys know I'm like obsessed with Handmade by Robots. So because it's a smaller company, I'm like really having fun finding other collectors out there that have a big collection but aren't really like out about it or like sharing their content yet or they're just starting to so that's like really what's like catching my eye right now well that was a great answer to not commit to one so uh, well done <laughs> <laughs> nailed it casey casey what about you <laughs> um i will start by saying the three of you have amazing collections absolutely just uh things that I love. I, I think uh, JD and I talked about, like I grew up on Batman, the animated series and just your Batman collection is awesome. And Cam, I of course have a deep connection with Toy Story, specifically Toy Story 2. So <laughs> I, your Pizza Planet hat is just, it's making me smile because I have Pizza Planet pajamas. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I love any, I love anything Disney, anything Toy Story. So, but those are like some of my prized clothing possessions. And of course, Marisol, I am really into horror and your horror items in your collection always make me just, I, I love them. And I got my first um, little, I got my first little uh, ghost face figure because I saw you with it and I was like, I was oh. in Hot Topic and I was like, oh, no, I've seen that before and I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> See what my shining and my midsummer stuff. I was I was going to mention that I was actually I was I, yes! I, I sort of was, was avoiding yes! talking about it, but I, I thought about mentioning the fact that I noticed you put the shining, uh, the bandana on there as well, uh, and because obviously you guys have a bit of a horror connection there. Yes, yes, I, I didn't seen, know that. I'm just like yes, horror items. <laughs> um, a couple of other collectors. I have a friend in Detroit that I just went to go visit and saw his collection in person. It's uh, he's the toxic collector on Instagram. Oh yes, seeing it That's in person was just wild. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, and he makes a lot of his own toys and paints them. Just watching, and I got to watch him make and paint a lot of figures. And that just watching somebody take the time to do that with such care and detail. 
I was just, it blew my mind. I would love to be able to do that one day. <laughs> um, and another friend that I was able to meet in person, uh, I think it's Jedi Master Alex. What is so fascinating about him, he and I have a connection of like, both of us like to thrift things. And if I can get it secondhand, I will. Like I would mm -hmm. prefer to get anything from a thrift store or I would rather get it secondhand because I don't know, it just feels like it has more love that comes with it. If I can find like an old eight track soundtrack to Empire Strikes Back, like that means something to me, something old and like that's had a, a whole life before it got to me. So he and I share that connection and his collection of vintage and thrifted items blows my mind. And just the fact, I'm just like, I need to go thrifting with you one day because I don't have the level of luck he does. It's <laughs> absolutely wild. So those are two collectors that I just, I really, I really like what they do. Nice, nice. I'll, I'll, uh, to, to be fair, I'll answer the question as well. And I have to say, um, it's a collector that I've actually had on the show as well. He was the first Star Wars collector that I had on the Medina Lorian. Um, and yeah, George, he runs the hyper, hyperdrive Star Wars channel and, and the MC, um, uh, was it M? MCE, uh, so for for like collectible statues, I absolutely love his collection and love the content that he he brings out. So I'm always always following him. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the Star Wars and and Lego uh, in particular, you know, a lot of the people who produce Le Lego content as well. So that also brings me to we were talking about our collections and and you know things we have in our collections other collections i did also suggest something that we could do in here and i think it'll be pretty fun uh two truths and a lie obviously uh, people might be familiar with this especially if you worked in a corporate environment they do this as a get to know you team building exercise i thought it would be fun to throw this out for, for a collector's standpoint. So if you can do two truths and a lie about your collection, we don't have to do it in a particular order. Does anyone want to volunteer to go first? <laughs> I can go first. Oh, there we go. Cam's already prepared. Perfect. Yeah. Two truths and a lie. These. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So, uh, so two truths and a lie. So Buzz Lightyear is the character I have the most of in my collection. Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite character to, to collect is Lotso Hug and Bear. And I have seen every Toy Story film in theaters more than once. Ooh. I'm going to guess that the every movie more than once is a lie. And the reason I believe that is because you would have only been about three or so years old when you went to the first one. And so I think your parents only took you to that once. Does anyone else want to go? With, with... Marisol looks like she's going to burst. I, I, I love that you did the math on that. I'm just too impressed to even say no to that. I Yeah, I was <laughs> just like, wow, who did the math on it? And uh, I'm, I'm going with JD on this one. <laughs> my, my gut was to go with the Lotso fact too, as the lie. Me too. But I don't the know, JD had a compelling argument, yeah. <laughs> Is it, that is it reveal been, time? Well, that would have been my second guess would have been the Lotso because I feel like Woody might have been his favorite. But yes, go, go. 
Uh, no, actually, the character I did account before I have this. The character that I have the most of in my collection is actually Woody by two. So I have a hundred. <laughs> I, ha I have a hundred and twenty-eight Buzz Lightyears and a hundred and thirty Woodies. So, and the reason I've seen every film multiple times is back in 2010, they did a 3D re-release of Toy Story 1 and 2, and they put them both of together. Course. So I, I saw Toy Story 1 then, and then in 2020, for the 25th anniversary, they did a theatrical re-release, to which I was able to see it in theaters then. So the first one I've seen in theaters twice, um, and of course, Toy Story 2, I've seen multiple times with the 3D re-release in 1999. Toy Story 3, I saw probably six times. Toy Story 4, I saw multiple times. Lightyear, I saw five times just its opening weekend. I went Thursday night, Friday night, twice on Saturday, and once on Sunday. Wow. And I loved every wow. single... <laughs> Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> so great, great guesses all around. That was that was a good idea, Judy. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, my and maths I, and I, I, I absolutely I love collecting lots, though. I know he's you know, an unpopular character from Toy Story 3 as he almost incinerated all of our favorite characters. But just something about him. I just, ever since 2010, I've always been obsessed with Lotso. So anytime they, I'm looking at the Lotso Funko Pez that came out right now, you know, there's the Lotso. So to figure the Lotso plushes, anytime they come out with a new Lotso plush or toy, I'm absolutely obsessed. Lotso is proof of that saying that hurt people hurt people. Yes. Great quote. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Who would like to go next? Anyone? Any volunteers again? I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm struggling to come up with this. I know you sent it beforehand too, JD, but like I've <laughs> always, I've always been so terrible at this game. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. I'll go. I'll go while <laughs> while you two think about it a little bit longer as well. And and I didn't really prepare anything. I it's funny. I threw these questions out expecting that I was going to do it with each one of you, but then I I was like. I probably should prepare this myself. So uh, I'm panicking a little bit here, but it, here we go. Here we go. All right. Um, two truths and a lie. Okay. So I have more than 30 Batmobiles in my collection. I have more than 10 Star Wars Lego sets in my collection, but I have... <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to theme them. Trying to, theme them <laughs> trying to make it tricky. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I should. I shouldn't have to math so hard. It's really hurting my brain. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Um, and I have five plushies in my collection. I'm going with the Star Wars Lego sets. I don't. I. I don't think you have ten. I think you have less than ten. That's what I'm guessing. Anyone else? It's tough. That's a good one. I don't think you have any plushies in your collection. I don't think you have five. <laughs> All right, reveal time. Marisol, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. I do not. I do not have plushies in my collection. It's not something I can. I was just thinking. I have not once seen you post a plushie, and then, <laughs> not once. That. I, I was just so sure you were going to be like, here are my plushies. Yeah. <laughs> I have well over 10 Star Wars collections in my Lego collection. Like, like Star Wars sets in my Lego collection. Uh, it's probably like I have almost as many Star Wars collections as I, as I do Batman nearly. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I have a lot of uh, uh, like 
a lot of the the uh, backlog, as they call it in in the Lego collector communities, I have a huge amount of backlog yeah. of, of unbuilt sets. Um, there's actually a couple on the shelf just here. There's literally three. You can't see that one because it's covered, but there's like three just <laughs> just in the background here. <laughs> So yes, yes. Oh. All right. Okay. Well, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out, Marisol. I'm gonna make the order. I'm gonna start with you. So <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So two truths and a lie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I started collecting in 2016. The most pop rocks figures I have is Britney Spears, and my highest. Uh, my highest valued grail is my flocked D23 Lotso. Mm. Now, I my my gut feeling is to first go with the Britney Spears one, but because I don't see you really posting a lot of your your rock stuff. Mm. I'm I'm gonna go with with 2016. I think you started earlier than that. Is my guess. Well, she started purchasing pop vinyls around about that time, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Britney Spears. I, I don't think that's. Your, I don't think that's your most. I think you have some, but I don't think that's the most that you have in your pop rocks collection. Okay, I'm thinking Britney as well. <laughs> okay, reveal time. It's got to be. Lotso. I don't even own. I don't even own D twenty three lots. I knew it. Like I knew it. Oh. Back in my mind, back in my mind, I was like, "Did she even have that one?" I'm like, "I think she picked it up recently." I, or, I want to see just the convincing myself of that. <laughs> I'll have to. I have to. I've been trying to think of a better way to post my Britney, but yeah, I have all of the Britneys. <laughs> awesome. Maybe and I never should... post them as much because she's very difficult to stand the way that they have her mold uh, like yeah. she sits in the box a lot better so i have a hard time putting together like a reel or something where i could show all of that but i have really been meaning to because i have every single one <laughs> um, <so> cool. <laughs> what's what's and your I really favorite did start collecting in 2016. what's your favorite era britney i'm gonna go with with bold britney Bald Britney. <laughs> oh, uh, it's not my favorite era of Britney. Uh, and they better not ever come out with Bald Britney. I'll be very upset. I'll be very mad at Funko. <laughs> uh, I, I, th I, 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 say, I say that because I think it made her such a relatable character that everyone was like, he's a child that was pushed through the music industry and how it can damage someone. And it really showed her fragility and, and, the reality of, of her as a person i think oh oh no absolutely like in real life like i am i was very much uh deep in the throes of the britney so breakdown saga and like i still even watch like documentaries about it to this day because like i feel so bad that she went through that and that mm -hmm. you know what we know now and we're so open talking about mental illness and yeah and struggling with things like that um i find it like very fascinating you know no matter what she's got going on now i i i really feel that she went through that in the public eye mm -hmm. at the time that she did you know in the time of perez hilton and all these bloggers like you yes. know, oh my god yes. there's just like scenes from those days i'll never get out of my head like you know these people chasing that ambulance like that paparazzi chasing that ambulance the way that they did and i was just like i can't believe we let that happen like mm. It's just, it's always so shocking to me, her, <laughs> her whole story. Um, 
And uh, this is such a side note. No, never mind. I'm not going to go through it on the podcast. I'm forgetting <laughs> we're on the podcast because we're talking so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but my, my okay. favorite era, Brittany, is like, I'm a slave for you, Brittany. And that's, I think, my favorite pop. I have uh, like, yeah. the Alex Barnes and Noble version where she's holding With the snake. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Never forget that she did that. And that was a real snake on her neck and she nailed that choreography <laughs> i think my my favorite britney song if i had to if i was forced to choose one would be toxic i just think that's got toxic, a, yeah. it's got an oh, awesome that's a great one yeah it's a great one video. yeah <laughs> the, the, oh it's just genius it's just genius the uh the oops i did it again album was the first cd that i actually ever purchased like oh, that, was, yeah. that that was right around <laughs> the time that we were transitioning from cassettes to to cds and I yes. remember, oops, I did it again. Was on cassette and CD, and I, I pulled yes. the trigger and I and I bought it on and on, on CD. And that's that that album is still fire to this day. Like I still listen to a lot of <laughs> yes. a lot of that track because I'm getting pumped up for work. I'm like, a lot of these songs are still bangers. Like these still they are. Let <laughs> yes. me tell you something. Deep cuts, Britney has bangers. Okay, yeah, like yeah. that is some of the best writing and production you could get. Like, <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. Well, all right. Well, while we're getting sidetracked, Casey thinks she's going to get away with not having to do it. I got to pull it back. Oh, yeah, Casey. Casey, it's your turn. <laughs> Tried to just sneak out of this. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're just doing the Homer, just backing into the bush. Yeah. So that was funny. Yeah. We'll see she was like, well, that was great. Next question. Yeah, that was great. We'll see you next time. So I will say I have a lot of collections that I don't even put on Instagram. So I will say my tr two truths and a lie. Do you think I actually collect these items? Um, okay. Cool. I have a massive Barbie collection. I have a pretty sizable Pez collection. And I collect Godzilla figures. I, I think you do have the Barbie collection. And it's because, because they've also done so many different versions of Barbie as well. Um, I think I think you may still have held held on because you've got so many of your toys. I think you may have held on some of your Barbie toys from when you were a child. Uh, Pez collection. They've done a lot of Star Wars stuff in, so I feel like there's a lot of crossover with the things you collect. I'm gonna go with the last one. Uh, yeah, I, I probably. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going with Godzilla. I don't think yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, I don't think Godzilla either. Yeah. I no longer have any Godzilla toys. I used to, and now I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> one time okay. had all these things, and now I no longer have any Godzilla. But I would like to get some more. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, I haven't posted this on Instagram. Give me a second. I'm going to walk away from the microphone. I picked up. Just struggling. Sorry to listeners uh, that pause and, but I have here a mm. recent addition to my collection that I purchased off eBay in the US. I did had no idea these things wow. this exist existed, but um, people listening obviously can't see what I'm holding up. It's a Darth Vader Pez, but it's a mega sized one that is literally about I think it's twelve inches tall. Like it's, 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 it's huge. Wow. This thing is huge. And not only that, but it actually plays music as well. 
That is hilarious. I don't think I've ever seen one of these jumbo Pez dispensers. Oh it's so big that it doesn't just, it doesn't actually um, dispense Pez, individual Pez. It can actually dis dispense a whole packet of Pez, <laughs> as you can see, sticking out of it. Oh my God, that's so that's funny. How... <laughs> So I bought, I bought not me going after we're done. <laughs> so you're gonna go after go. I, I I wasn't sure if you had this one, so you don't have that, KC. I do not have that one. <laughs> well, there you go. There the you music go. got me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was so excited when I got that. Um, and yeah, I, like I said I haven't posted it on on the page, but I will at some point have to do that. Well. Look, we've been talking for close to two hours here on the po podcast. I knew this was going to be a long episode, and I was happy to have a longer episode. Marisol was very disappointed. Her episode was so short this season. So you, you, you got to come back for, for one of the, the longest one. So there you go. You finally <laughs> redeemed yourself, let me tell you. Okay, so you finally gave me the time that I deserve, and... You came prepared with questions this time because last time you just kind of winged the whole thing, you know, and uh, I really didn't appreciate it. <laughs> it, felt like it felt like a favor. I can a listen favor. to you talk just every week. <laughs> I, I felt confident that coming into a conversation with you, I would not be short of things to talk about. And when listening back, we, we, we went through quite a number of topics when we were talking, I think. So, yeah, definitely. Um, but thank you all for, for participating in, in this uh, in this group discussion, group collective therapy. That's that's maybe maybe that's what I'll have to call it. <laughs> um, that's a good but, one. But and and if people enjoy this that are listening, please do hit me up and let me know. I'd love to get the feedback because it's obviously it's a bit different to the normal episodes that we do and and, and a lot longer. But before I let you go, I always get everyone to plug themselves. So we'll go we'll go in the same order. At, that we started. Casey, where can people find you in your collection? You can find me on Instagram, Galaxy Far Far A Gray, G R A Y. And I have links to my shops and everything in my bio. So please go look at my silly little shirts there. <laughs> Cam. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Cam the Toy Man 95. Same thing with YouTube, Cam the Toy Man 95. Instagram, I post pretty much daily Toy Story content, be it content from my collection, short videos, any Toy Story 5 news, or any news happening in the world of Toy Story. YouTube sort of do the exact same thing. I also do some longer videos over there doing uh, certain toy reviews, talking about certain. Um, times in Toy Story history, uh, and just going over things that I absolutely love about the Toy Story franchise. So Instagram and YouTube at CamTheToyMan95. And Marisol, uh, that, sorry, we've run out of time. So uh, <laughs> 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 apologies to Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, Marisol, where can they find you? Uh, they, you guys can find me on Instagram at the pop box. So it's the underscore pop underscore Fox with two X's. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at the pop Fox, all one word. Um, I post primarily on Instagram and I post all about my toy story collection and my handmade by robots collection, as well as some of my screen collection. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you again so much to all of you for joining me today. This has been amazing. So much fun. I enjoyed talking to you the first time. I've enjoyed talking to you the second time. 
and it's just been wonderful and i hope you all enjoy the rest of your weekend thank you so much for having us yeah thank you for having us back it was a blast yeah if you liked the episode please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts you can also join me on instagram at collecting heroes where you can see photos of the collections of the people that i'm talking to as well as some of my own Thank you.